Writing is the most powerful skill in the world, and this podcast is designed to help you do it better, quicker, and more effectively so that you can become the author of your dreams. My name is Leon Larouche. I'm your host, CEO, and founder of Trivium Writing. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Word Leader podcast. Today, I'm excited to be interviewing one of Trivium Writing's clients, David Deal, who just recently published his very first book titled The Umbrella on November 21st, 2022. The reason I wanted to bring David on the podcast is to talk about the process um, which we worked on together to write and publish his book and to discuss the experience of becoming a first-time author. So, uh, David, thank you so much for taking the time today to come on the show and talk about your experience and the process and what people can expect from, uh, you know, becoming an author. Before we talk about all of these things, um, all of the process Can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what the book is about and how these two things uh, tie together? Sure. First, let me just thank you for having me on today, Leandre. I look forward to our conversation together. Um, The the foundation for the book, I guess, would be who I was over the course of my life as a minister and educator and now as a professional coach. Uh, What I wanted to do was to uh, create some... uh, a learning product that are a product that I could use in my with my clients to guide them through the process that I developed over my my uh, mid to late years in life to get through difficult things and so uh, the benefit of the book is that there's a process that uh, has specific instructions it's a 15-step process uh, that the readers will learn about and learn how to apply and uh also um uh there's what what's there's not only there's the instruction but then there's stories that that uh, were used to uh exemplify how the process can be effective and then in the last part of the book we've included a journal of worksheets so that the reader of the book can have a manual right ready for them to uh, be able to use at any point in time that they need to work through a particular difficult life situation. And uh, I wrote the book because I wanted to have some impact on some people and uh, continue to give uh, during this last season of my own life. And uh, so the, the umbrella is a way for me to be able to do that. And um, I would think we've been able to achieve that so far. Awesome. So one of the things that I find really interesting about you is that you've had these sort of three different careers. First, you were a minister, and then you went into education, and now you are a professional coach. And of course, especially in the coaching industry, a lot of a lot of coaches, um, you know, write books. It's a it's a great product for them to use. Uh, but I'm curious about these these two other careers and how that may have impacted uh, the book and your desire to, to write the book. Because, um, of course, 
your book in a lot of ways, um, you know, is a, is a coaching product. It, it helps the reader um, almost coach themselves through these difficult life situations. Uh, but I'm wondering how did that, you know, you know, how did these three careers impact the way that you that you thought about the book? Because I, I can see some some intersections between these careers and the way that we've that we've built the book. Interesting question. Thank you for asking it. I think that when I when as you were asking the question, I was thinking back uh, on the ministry and how I implemented the ministry, and then with education and how I implemented education. I, I see myself doing this doing the same thing. In the ministry, I used other people's products to minister to people, whether it was a book or a booklet, uh, or you know, if I left a little little booklet of encouragement at a hospital bedside, or if I went into a home and uh, I took with me, you know, in my in my briefcase some or back backpack or whatever I was using, some resources that would be accessible, and I would use my discretion as to what I would leave in that home after my visit. So it occurred to me that I'm using other people's materials. Same thing in education. You use other people's written textbooks to teach students. And I think that I'm, in this case, I really, you know, at this age of my life, I realized that, you know, I've got as much insight, knowledge, and wisdom as, as the next person on a lot of things, particularly on dealing with difficult situations. And so why not write my own book? And when I put my own wisdom and my own knowledge and my own process in a book, that I could leave with people. Very interesting. Um, one of the things that we did together uh, to put this book together was to create this, this concept and this metaphor of the umbrella. But before there was the umbrella, there was your um, what you call your QRTA process, which is the thinking model that you, uh, that you came up with um, over the course of your life to deal with these negative life situations. Can you tell us a little bit more about when and how you came up with that, with that process? Sure. Maybe a little bit of background too would help. In my family life, I grew up in a large family. We grew up in a, a sort of a backward thinking family or not fully developed, a naive mindset about life. Our parents were very authoritative and demanding and didn't give us a lot of freedom to move around and, and make our own decisions and even think for ourselves. So I kind of, I grew up not having some fully developed thought processes and, and, it, and it started coming out in my young adult life and um, in, the, in my marriage and my parenting and my ministry to people. And I could see it, but, it, but I was very insecure and didn't have a lot of uh, personal confidence in myself in some areas I projected that I did but deep inside I really didn't and so when the divorce ended and the ministry ended and and uh, life crashed in around me I really I really had thought about giving up life but instead of choosing that route I decided I needed to find a way to get through this I had I knew I had it inside of me I didn't know how to get it out of me um, I did do some therapy and I did some uh, um uh, deep thinking and, and some reading and took some courses um, on in psychology to try to understand the mind and how it works better and how you can change your your thinking around things. I've read a lot of thinking systems books and got got my education and degrees and and uh, 
In the process, I began to, to develop a series of questions you refer to as the QDRA, uh, that the QDRA is question, a reflection, decision, and action. I, I was reading what I wrote down and I wrote it down opposite and I had to think through that for a second there. So it's QDRA, QRDA rather, and QRDA, question, reflection, decision, and action. And I developed an, an initial set of questions that uh, helped me to, to deep, think more specific and deeper and, and even broader about whatever the conflict that I was, I was dealing with. And uh, those questions grew into a, 15, a series of 15 questions. And uh, so I used those in like my late 30s or early 40s is when that process developed. And, uh, and it, it expanded until it got to, to um, 15 questions. And again, the process helped me to think more deeply, more specific and factual about the crisis that I, I was facing. And then it helped me to consider what others might think helped me to consider what I wanted to be thinking about the situation. What's what thinking do I prefer? And then move into de making decisions about what's going to help me to get there and what actions I can engage in that will help me to make that thinking permanent as a part of my mindset. And uh, I based all of that around uh, what I call a, a belief system that's based upon five additional focus questions. Uh, and then I asked myself, okay, what did I learn from this experience? And what is it that I could I learned that I would be able to share with other people? And so that process led to, uh, went to jump forward real, in, a, in a big leap and led to our engagement. And uh, we were just engaging about, uh, you, you challenged me about needing a metaphor, metaphor and we contemplated that over a few weeks. And, and I was watching a series called the Umbrella Academy and the umbrella, I just began to fixate on the umbrella and just kept thinking about how the umbrella's purpose is to protect us and to guide us to that safe place. And that's really the way thinking, our thinking uh, serves us is to guide us and to help us to make better decisions and help us to engage in better actions to get us to that safer place that uh, where we can be less anxious and more productive and, and um, more happier. And so you and I got together in that conversation and we figured out that's a, that's a great metaphor for, uh, for the QDR, QD, QRDA process. Um, um, so the, the umbrella is, a, is equivalent to a physical umbrella. Uh, the, uh, the the umbrella as it relates to the book is a is a symbolic thinking umbrella so in the book you'll see graphics and, and tables that that uh share the connection between the two uh but the purpose basically of the physical umbrellas is, is, is the same as the symbolic umbrella or vice versa and so what we have here is a, an, a, a tangible physical umbrella that serves to to protect us and to sustain that protection and to guide us to that safe place. A, a well-constructed, developed thinking umbrella, mindset, a person's way of thinking serves to protect, sustain that protection and to guide us to that safe, safe place in life. Excellent. One of the things um, that you mentioned about the book 
um, is that you considered a lot of different uh, thinking models from other people. And in fact, uh, in the book, you mentioned that this isn't a, a scientific or an academic book, although you did read a lot of literature and a lot of different books on the topic. One of the things that often bug down people when it comes to writing a book is that they feel there were already so many books uh, written on a, on a particular topic, uh, on, on their topic of choice, and they feel a lot of, they feel imposter syndrome at the thought of adding to that body of knowledge because they feel as though, you know, they, they ask, they wonder, what could I possibly uh, bring to that conversation? And so the work that we did together um, your book does a really great job of articulating, you know, your own framework while also considering frameworks that other people, and it does a nice, um, you know, it, it includes a lot of different ways of thinking, if you will. So I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about um, what that was like for you, considering, you know, there were a lot of books on the topic already, how how you consider that in your approach and if and how you dealt with the with the imposter syndrome? Well, I definitely had the imposter syndrome. I've always had that to deal with throughout my life uh, what, and whatever I've done. But I've, you know, some people have said I've, I've overachieved to compensate for it uh, because I have so many degrees. Well, I have so many degrees because my first two degrees were in theology and once the ministry crashed and I had no work, I had to retool myself for for something then i ended up in education um as far as so in in my education you know i've learned how to do scientific writing i have a dissertation uh in instructional technology and um, a doctorate degree in education teaching and learning so i know how to do all of that and i have read a lot on thinking systems and those books are still in my library and i thought to myself well, which one am i going to use to write this book and there's so many of them. And, and then if I get into all of the scientific parts of it, what readers am I going to lose? So I had to consider, well, what's the best approach for, for this book? You know, is it going to be for about, you know, the scientific, academic-minded people? Well, I, I didn't, you know, that's done. And it's going to continue to be done throughout the history of this world because people are studying what the brain is all about and how it works and how it can be impacted and how it can be manipulated and changed and, and uh, used in more effective ways. So there are people out there that are doing that. I'm retired. I don't want to do that kind of work anymore. And so I made a decision uh, along the way that this needed to be a really practical, down-to-earth book without all of the uh, scientific jargon and just simply base it upon my personal experience. And that's what I've done. Uh, I say in the book uh, that this isn't a scientific book, and I offer the books that influence my own thinking. But I, did, I chose not to copy and paste somebody else's model and to, um, to write the book, uh, just regurgitate what other people have done. Uh, if you want to read scientific books, there are plenty of them, and I've given you some resources in the book, uh, some references in the book, some really fine readings. Uh, I mean, I, there's some incredible uh, books out there on this. Uh, but I just based this, based this on my experience, what I worked out for myself, 
as I had gone through some therapy, some counseling sessions, and talked with close confidants and, and read these books and try to figure it out for myself. How am I going to get through this? How am I going to redo my thinking so that I can uh, feel better about myself, so that I can make better decisions and engage in better actions, so that I could create the life that I prefer to live? Yeah, and I think that's what makes the book excellent. Um, you know, the fact that you bring up a lot of stories, both from your life and other other people's lives, and that you really base that framework on your experience um, for people wanting to write books and feeling as though uh, that there, there's no way they can contribute something. Um, I think the approach that we took for, for your book um, was a really good one because, of course, you know, there's a lot of scientific literature. There are a lot of books on the topic, but the way that you articulated that um, is unique and is going to appeal to a certain audience. And so in your case, you were going for uh, Gen Z's, millennials. Um, and, you know, there is a unique set of issues that you faced um, that is, you know, that resonates with, with certain segments of that, uh, of that demographic. So, um, so I think it's, it's important to recognize how much uh, the personal experience and the personal story can, can play a role in the book. And, and in fact, that's what makes, you know, these kinds of books a lot easier to read and a lot easier to digest for a for a general audience versus uh, more academic, more scientific books. Um, now, talking about the book and the process more specifically, so you started, when, when did that desire to write a book start exactly? Was it um, as you as you began your coaching business or did you already have this desire prior to that? Yeah, I've had the desire for many years. Uh, work and life situations kept me from doing that. Uh, really knowing what to write about. I, mean, I think a book I would have written 10 or 15 years ago would not be this book. So I think all of the experiences and, and knowledge and uh, uh, processes that I've gone through has has resulted in this book. And so, and then my engagement with you. So. Go, help me to go back to your question, your, your specific question, because I got off track. Of my yeah, head. so I was asking about when you, um, and let me rephrase that. So when did you actually get serious about really wanting to, to write and publish that book? And maybe we can segue into um, the process. I know um, you were looking for somebody to help you. Um, so what was that like in the beginning and, um, how did you go about you know, finding the help that you, that you needed? Sure. I, um, it, it, as I, as my retirement began to, uh, be in my face, uh, I did start thinking about what I could write about in, in retirement. I knew that I was going to do something. I th think that what really pressed, pushed me forward into it as quickly after re retiring was COVID uh, because once we were locked down and you know, I, you know, I had in my business, in my preparing to go into coaching business, I had rented an office space and was in the process of developing some contracts and 
marketing process uh, to, to get clients. And COVID shut us down. I gave up the office space because I couldn't use it any longer. And uh, so I, I realized, wow, I'm locked up here in the house. I took whatever business I had to Zoom like everybody else. And then I realized what a great time it was for me to, what a great opportunity it was for me to get started on writing the book. And so that's what got me in the, in, actually in the process. And then I realized I needed some help to, uh, to get the right mindset for writing the book because of my education experience. Uh, most of what I had written was curriculum, step-by-step -step instruction. And I didn't want my book to be mechanical. Um, I would or too technical. I wanted to be very practical and, and an easy read and easy application of my process. So uh, that's I, I began to search for someone who could help me uh, to balance my my technical side with with uh, an appropriate mindset for writing stories and to bring the two together. And so I did my online search, and uh, that led me to you. Awesome. And so we did a lot of work in terms of the storytelling, in terms of really developing a structure that's compelling for readers. What do you think are some of the things that you've learned um, through this process? And the reason I'm asking this is, you know, you came from an academic background. Of course, there is, um, there are, you know, significant differences between writing a nonfiction book for the general public versus writing, say, um, you know, an academic paper or thesis and so forth. Um, but a lot of people that consider writing nonfiction books, there are people that are either in business, uh, perhaps are an expert, a lot of coaches and consultants. And so they all come from different writing backgrounds, if you will. Perhaps they're used to doing a bit more business writing. Perhaps it's more academic or scientific like you, or perhaps it's more uh, informal, it's it's more marketing based or, um, you know, copywriting. So what do you, what are some of the things that, that you learned working together about um, writing a nonfiction book for, for your audience? So as we, as we started uh, the process, you know, I, I was confused on how to approach writing the book. I realized that I had, there are stories and actually we started out really with just my story, but my story was so massive and you know, it was like a verbal vomit on paper, on paper, on digital, digital on the computer, I guess. And um, it was just, you know, from the very beginning of life to, the, to where I am now. And it was just huge and a lot of detail. That was the first version mixed in with my instructional stuff, my, my QRD process, QRDA process, and uh, what wisdom I gained along the way. And uh, it was like three, three books in one. In fact, one of my reviewers said that, you know, this is kind of like overwhelming. You've got three books in one here. And it seems like you need to focus on something. And so that was, that was once, once we got out the original version, the first draft of it, and we took a good look at it, we realized that there had to be a significant change in the format and the focus of the book. And that's one of the benefits in working with you was able, I, I was able to, when we were able to use these Zoom sessions as sort of an open space, a, a trusting space 
uh, and and trust. I say trusting because you know I had I'd learned over some months that I could trust you with my truth, my intimate details of my life that I just wouldn't wouldn't put out there for anybody. And uh, if anything, I learned that that there are certain things that don't need to be put out there just for anybody. And uh, so that 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 open space that we had on Zoom, uh, it was a free flowing, uh, easygoing conversations and. Uh, and a trusting environment where I was able to, to just think uh, openly and not be accountable for whatever, whatever came up and, and knowing that we could, I could trust the process where it's gonna get us to where we needed to be with the book. Yes, so one of the great things about the way we collaborated on, on this book was that we really were able to be honest with with one another and and get great feedback on how we we work through your your ideas. Um, what do you think has changed in your writing mindset? You mentioned earlier that um, one of the things that you were really looking for in in getting help with was to change your mindset around writing. Um, how would you describe that mindset in, in writing a nonfiction book or, or what changed uh, in the way that you view writing since we, since we worked on the umbrella? I, I, I'm not as uh, fearful of it any longer. Uh, actually, now that the book is out and, and people are buying it and I look at the book, I can see the book more objectively now. And I realize it's, it's a good book. It's, it's a solid uh, it's a solid process. It's a, there are solid stories to, that bring out the process and um, it's practical and useful. And so I find, I, I think that, that um, oh my goodness, I think that, um, again, I've lost my thoughts. <laughs> Tell me <laughs> the question that you asked. Yeah, so I, I was wondering about uh, your new writing mindset. You did mention earlier that you. you were looking for, um, you know, to change your mindset because you had a very academic background when it comes to okay. when it comes to writing. So, so I was wondering um, how your view of writing uh, changed, and maybe if you can expand a little bit about um, what you meant in terms of you um, being fearful of writing in the past and now. Uh, not being so fearful anymore. I, I think the fear of writing was just that um, that idea that that I'm fake, you know, that I really don't know what I'm talking about. And there's so many more higher level academians out there that have a, a a true grasp on whatever I might write about that I couldn't really add anything of substance to the to the discussion. And, and I, I think that through our process, I've been able to overcome that kind of thinking and realize that whatever it is I experienced and in my life and whatever I've learned from it could certainly make a difference in somebody's life, even if it's one person. And I say in the book, you know, at this, these seas of my life, I just want to, you know, if I could help one person improve themselves and, and, and save themselves, that, then, that, that, then it's worth it, you know, no matter how many copies might sell. Uh, which really isn't that significant uh, other than to say that I'd like for it to, to get it in as many people's hands as possible. But um, as far as the writing mindset, I, I think I've lost the fear of writing. Uh, I also have a better 
structure in my head about how to approach the writing. Um, you know, I, I know how to structure sentences and paragraphs for nonfiction writing. Uh, so that it's made a difference. Um, our, our, our working together has made a difference uh, in, in uh, the, the way that I construct uh, and put together ideas and help them flow and to, to reach that, that, that place where you, you make the point that you want to make. So I think that, you know, those two things probably uh, probably are the biggest things that uh, it's, it's biggest changes that have that I've been able to achieve in working mm -hmm. with the process that you've offered. Yeah, two things come to to my mind as as you're saying this. Uh, the the first one is that it's a very prevalent fear that people have, even people who are objectively experts in their field, that there is always uh, someone, some academics or some experts that have more to say or you know something better to say. And it, it is really a, a misconception because at the end of the day, no book can reach everyone. And what matters as much as the content is how it's articulated. It's the personality of the book. It's the, it's the personality of the author and i think you've done an excellent job of of showcasing who you are through that book and that's what makes it appealing to the to the audience that you that you wanted to reach and so what what you were saying earlier uh, is a really good reminder that we shouldn't be so worried about you know um there being so many books about a topic or that we can't add something because there is always a gap in you know whatever is available and i think you know the best way to to write a book which is really what you did by looking at all the other books on 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 thinking and on thinking systems it was finding that gap that you can that you can fill for the audience and also making that personable through your story through your personality and you've done a very good job of incorporating these elements of your life and what i mean by that is in the structure of that book um you know we can we can kind of sense the intersection of the you know the educator uh the minister and also the professional coach so i think it's an important reminder to to realize that there can be there can be a new book uh, you know, on a on a topic, and it's going to cater to you know the 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 people that you that you write it for. Uh, the second thing, um, actually, I'm forgetting the second thing now. Um, you were talking about the um, the writing and how you're not how you're you're now structuring um, the really interesting thing about the the writing process especially the process of writing a nonfiction book is that you can really see your expertise and you can really see your ideas and and by working on them the way that we did together that's really where you get the 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 validation that a lot of us need to feel as though you know we're not we're not fake we are actually an expert in our field and so, um, and so it's really great to to hear you talk about 
this. And, you know, you mentioned something about having a, a, a structure now in your mind and, you know, knowing how to construct sentences and paragraphs. And it was, it was really amazing working with you because um, I could, I could really tell there, there was a difference between, you know, when we first started working together uh, versus later on, as we, as we worked through that manuscript and really made a big difference. Yeah, I was, I, that's a great dovetail on what I was going to say next. I think when I first started writing, you know, I wrote these long paragraphs and long sentences and connect and talk and address several topics in, in the one paragraph, one big long paragraph. And one of the things that I, I realize now that when I approach the next book, I already had this now structure in my head and the, the rules, the rules, so to speak, for writing what a, a paragraph, you know, address one topic in a paragraph, have a paragraph about uh, eight to, to 15, 12 or 15 sentences, uh, make your sentences about, well, maybe I'll have that wrong, about uh, about 100 words <laughs> in a paragraph or so, and um, about 12 to 15 words per sentence. It's those kinds of things that I didn't know. You know, I we were taught to write, we didn't learn those kinds of things in school. And so just creating small paragraphs so that people could get through the idea quickly and move on to the next idea or build upon that idea in the next couple of paragraphs, keeping the sentences short, uh, those kinds of, and then, you know, using the right tenses and, and you know, we speak, we, we write a lot how we speak and we don't realize that many times we use grammar in, incorrectly, we just pass it off. But when you start putting it in writing and you start seeing those errors, you know, you don't, it, it, it's really fascinating how many errors can be in a paragraph and we, we're not even aware of it. We just write. And then when we start analyzing it for correctness, you know, that's, that's it. I mean, even in the last versions of, of this book, you know, you and I are going back and forth, you know, the to be verb using improperly and things of that nature. So I can see things like that where I couldn't see them before. And I think going into my next book, I'm going to be able to write so much quicker and so much smoother and appropriate. And it won't take as much editing and the ideals are going to be more vivid because I've, I've got the strategy down there. That's awesome. What would you tell somebody who is wanting to write their first book? What, what advice or what strategies would you, would you give them? Oh, that's good. Um, from my experience, um, I would, I would sit down and think about what you want to write. You know, I kind of had an idea, but it was so, it was mixed with too many ideas. So maybe just really sit down with a pen and paper and, and think <clears throat> through what is it that I really want to, to get across in my book. I wanted to help people to have a process that was simple that they could use to think through things and to create better thinking, once again, to make better decisions, to engage in better actions, to create a situation they prefer. So I didn't know that to begin with. And it, it, it took a long time to finally get to that with me, um, but I, I did get there. So I would, I would say this next time I write, I'm gonna sit down and say, okay, I wanna write on this topic. I want, this is what I want, the, people to get from this book and I'd back out of that and I'd start figuring out what that what what does what's it going to take to get to that point 
So I would just say I'm really sitting down and reflecting and asking the questions about what you want to really share and what, what does the framework of the book look like and, and uh, how many chapters is it going to be and, and you know, who, what topics going to fill those chapters. I think bringing that to the table with a writing coach, bringing that to the table with a writing coach will give you a big head start. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, David, for your time. It was a pleasure chatting with you. A pleasure chatting with you. If you don't mind, I would like to summarize this by just reading from the beginning of the book. It summarizes what the book is about. And, and uh, please go ahead. Yeah, thanks. So in this book, you'll find a description of my model for managing difficult life situations. It offers step-by-step -step instructions and supportive resources to apply. The book tells the story of my most challenging life situation, as well as the, the stories of others, and it presents how we turn them into better situations. That is why I wrote this book, to help other people think, feel better, make better decisions, and engage in better actions, all to create the life they want to live. So I, I, I wanted to read that because that reflects the process that we went through. You know, we, we're talking about the process today, and I didn't have that process. I had the, I had the cue already a process down, but I didn't have the umbrella metaphor down and I didn't have the whole, the whole, you know, everything that went into the book down. And so the whole, the process that we went through, we sort of created as we went along, you had a general idea of what, you know, what we needed to do. But for me, you customized what we needed to do and uh, we got to where we needed to be. And that's, that's paragraph summarizes what we accomplished together. That's excellent. Right. Thank you so much, David. So I'm going to put um, in the show notes the link to buy your book, The Umbrella, as well as your social media links so that people can connect with you and uh, give you feedback on the book once they've read it. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much again, again David. Thank you. Again, thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Hey everybody, it's Leon. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please leave us review, share this podcast, and I will talk to you in the next episode.